It's November 21st, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Malaysia's longest-running coalition said this morning it has not decided which bloc to support after this weekend's divisive elections left neither with enough seats to form a government on its own. According to the AP, King Sultan Abdullah Sultan Ahmed Shah extended by a day a 2 p.m. deadline for political leaders to submit their choice for prime minister and an alliance that represents a parliamentary majority. Opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim's reformist bloc secured 82 seats in the parliament, far short of the 112 needed for a simple majority. The Malay Nationalist Alliance, led by former Prime Minister Mohyuddin Yassin, trailed by 73 seats, but it has secured the support of blocs in two states on Borneo Island that jointly hold 28 seats. The National Front, led by the United Malays National Organization, had ruled since Malaysia's independence from Britain in 1957 but suffered a shocking defeat in 2018 polls to Anwar's bloc. Political Europe reports that Turkey conducted airstrikes against Kurdish militant bases in northern Iraq and Syria, the Turkish Defense Ministry announced early Sunday, a week after an explosion in Istanbul that killed six people and injured more than 80 others. The targets were bases that the Kurdistan Workers' Party and the Syrian Kurdish YPG militia were using to launch terrorist attacks on Turkey, the ministry said. In recent days, nearly two dozen people have been arrested in connection with the bombing, including five in Bulgaria on Saturday, according to Reuters. The violence in Istanbul is also on course to inflame tensions beyond the immediate region. According to Deutsche Welle, Ebe de Bonafini the co-founder of the iconic Argentinian protest movement Mothers of the Plaza de Mayo, died Sunday at the age of 93, her daughter said in a statement. Bonafini was the mother of two sons who disappeared during Argentina's brutal military regime that ruled the country between 1976 and 1983. She and a group of mothers began public protests demanding to know the whereabouts of their children. For over 40 years and through different governments, the women continued to meet and march around the Plaza de Mayo in Buenos Aires. On Sunday, Argentinian President Alberto Fernandez said Bonafini was a tireless fighter for human rights as he ordered three days of national mourning. Authorities said Bonafini suffered from several chronic illnesses. Al Jazeera is reporting that an earthquake rattled Indonesia's main island of Java, damaging dozens of buildings and killing at least 17 people, with fears the casualty figures could drastically rise. The U.S. Geological Survey said the magnitude 5.6 earthquake on Monday was centered in the Sianja region in the West Java province at a depth of 6.2 miles. It sent residents in the capital, Jakarta, running to the streets for safety. The earthquake killed at least 17 people and injured many others, the National Disaster Mitigation Agency said. 
dozens of buildings were damaged, including an Islamic boarding school, a hospital, and other public facilities. The country of more than 270 million people is frequently struck by earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and tsunamis because of its location on the Ring of Fire, an arc of volcanoes and fault lines in the Pacific Basin. Today, we're going to try something a little different and bring a story into focus by devoting a little more time to it. So today, we're bringing into focus the Iran protests that are entering their third month. The protests in Iran, sparked by the September 16th death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman, after her detention by the country's morality police, have grown into one of the largest sustained challenges to the nation's theocracy since the chaotic months after the 1979 Islamic Revolution. At least 328 people have been killed and 14,825 others arrested in the unrest, according to human rights activists in Iran. Last week, an Iranian court issued the first death sentence to a protester. This partially led to the erroneous claim making waves online that 15,000 protesters were sentenced to death because the ruling came after a letter signed by 227 parliamentarians in Iran that called for all state officials, including the judiciary, to treat those who waged war against the Islamic establishment and attacked people's lives and property like the terrorists in a way that would serve as a good lesson in the shortest possible time. Over the weekend, Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei warned the country's enemies may try to mobilize workers after failing to topple the Islamic government in more than two months of unrest in state television showed thousands attending at least four state-sponsored funerals for three besieged members, a police colonel, a seminary student, and a border guard killed during recent unrest. The besiege is one of the five forces that make up the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and has been one of the primary groups used to police these protests. On Sunday, Iranian national soccer team captain Hassan Hashsefi spoke out against the situation in his home country before his nation's opening game against England at the World Cup, saying, We have to accept that the conditions in our country are not right and our people are not happy. It is unknown what, if anything, will happen to the soccer star, but two prominent Iranian actresses have been arrested for publicly supporting mass anti-government protests, the country's state-run media reports, earlier this morning. In October, the U.S. imposed a slew of new sanctions on 14 individuals and three entities in Iran in response to the protests. It has previously sanctioned the morality police, and worked to allow internet companies to provide services as the Iranian government began to shut down connectivity across the country. In my conversations with Iran experts and Iranian Americans, they suggested that the goal was to maintain attention to the protests and continue to support them as necessary. The U.S. has to strike a balance between this aid and the risks of having the Iranian government easily dismissing the protests as foreign influence campaigns. In my opinion, sanctions are not going to change the direction of the regime in Iran. We must let the Iranian people lead 
and find ways to support them wherever they go. In lighter news, a Texas woman has pleaded guilty to smuggling a spider monkey in a box she alleged was carrying beer, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement officials said Sunday. According to the UPI, Savannah Nicole Valdez was arrested on March 21st when she tried to enter the United States through the Gateway International Bridge in Brownsville, Texas, with the primate, officials said in a statement. Eagle-eyed officers at the border spotted a wooden box with holes inside her car, which she said contained beer she had bought in Mexico. Officers opened the box and discovered the live spider monkey inside and directed her to pull over for a secondary inspection. Valdez refused and sped off, running a traffic light and nearly colliding with officers and other vehicles, officials said. Investigators later found online ads for the sale of a spider monkey with her phone number listed. The monkey was taken to an animal shelter in Florida, where it is safely living. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Also, shoot us a note to let us know what you think about the In Focus segment. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Catherine Grothy, a research analyst for the Middle East and North Africa for Freedom House, about the human rights issues in Qatar headed into the World Cup. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.